0: Welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 33, The Mind Created Illusion, Recording the Voices of Dead People, and Reversing the Aging Process with Augie Nost. We have such a great show for all of you today, in fact it is our longest show because again, We just have another guest who has so much wisdom, experience, and insight to share with us on so many cool topics, and one of them is reversing the aging process. Yes, it is possible to reverse the aging process, and he tells us how three doctors in 2009 discovered that and won a Nobel Prize for it, but why does no one know about it? Why are we not being told? Well, we're going to get into all of the things that you can do to reverse the aging process that are working for Augie, and we're also going to talk about the science behind it. Uh, well, also, if you listened to episode 32 and you heard how Brian was doing a love experiment, well, the results are in and it's going to blow you away. In fact, both Lisa and I were moved to tears. So we're going to share that with you in this upcoming episode. And of course, we're going to talk about recording voices of dead people. What? What? How is that possible? Augie talks about how there is another alternate reality right next to us, but many of us can't see it. And... To start the show off, we're going to go straight into the power of the mind. What is the mind? Is it just the brain or are the mind and brain two separate things? And how does the mind create the illusion of reality we see around us? Augie asks a very important question. If we come from nothing, what are we? So let's jump right into the episode and find out what Augie has to tell us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You're listening to episode 33, and today we're excited because we have a very interesting guest joining the show who is going to be discussing some very interesting topics that i know michael is very interested in specifically because it revolves around his work and his whole career uh so uh of course we are joined also with lisa and brian today uh how are all three of you guys doing
1: great
2: i'm
0: doing well
1: even younger i to speak (laughs)
0: <laughs> Michael's, Michael's getting signs from the angels already, so. Um. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so today we are joined by Agi Nost. He is the author of the book Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness, Learn How to Expand the Power of the Mind at Every Level of Existence. Agi, welcome to Enlighten Up. How are you?
3: Well, thank you, thank you. I'm sitting down in the southwest of the United States, where it's nice and warm.
2: Mm, we're jealous. Yeah, <laughs> you should be.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show. you uh uh have so many interesting things to talk about, and I love your energy um it's you've just got such a great sweet. Energy about you, and so really looking forward to having you join us today. Um, do you want to just tell our audience a little bit about you, some highlights that they might be interested in?
3: Oh, I I don't know. I I get aside that started back in Europe. I was born on a farm back in Northern Europe in Norway, and um, you know. Growing up on a farm, being the only son, you know, you're supposed to take over the farm and become a farmer, right? Well, that didn't work for me. I uh, I had other ideas. So at the age of 25, I left Norway and came to the United States to become a commercial pilot. And I went to flight school for a year, got all my certificates and ratings, all the way up through pretty much everything you can get, uh, all the way up through a multi-engine instrument instructor and uh, all the rest of it that is necessary to fly commercially. And um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we started our own flight school. It grew into an international air taxi, became an air carrier. And the thing about it is that when you do something, even if you like it, if you do too much of it, you burn out sometimes. And I did. So I uh, quit flying and I started doing other things like painting and studying the mind, developing the mind. And I tell you, I think the people at Star Trek got it all wrong when they say space, the final frontier. No, it isn't. The mind is the final frontier. And our deep oceans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you've got some interesting um, um, knowledge about the mind. It's very fascinating some of the things that you've learned and used, learning how to use the mind, because you've said that many of us don't even know how to use the mind as a tool.
3: Yeah, that is true, because we think it's all automatic, you know, and everything, and well, it isn't. And uh, we're going to touch on that uh, very deeply in this show. In fact, we're going to take it to your limit as far as you can reach in your mind to understand, because I'll explain to you. Uh, how science even says we can reverse the aging process. Because in 2009, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process, and I'll explain that, how we can do it. In fact, I am doing it, and it seemed to work for me. And also, how we can tap into that universal consciousness that is all around us, and we tap into it both for knowledge and resources. So we will talk about that. And uh, I um, let me me start out, maybe talk a little more about the mind. You know, up to fairly recently, there were no scientific proof that actually a mind even exists. They all thought it was in the brain. Uh, It's all electric circuits in the brain. That's what creates everything until they started looking in through the pituitary gland and they find out that there is particles in there that phases in and out of physical existence.
2: Are you saying the mind and the brain are two separate things? Absolutely.
3: Oh, yes. There is uh, much, uh, uh, many experiment, physical experiments, scientific experiments that prove that you can be flatlined, and you still knows what's going on around you. Mm. So uh, that I mean, has happened.
1: I so, think where we get confused, Brian, is we just looked at those two words as synonym, like synonymously, they like they just are interchangeable. When we grew up, like I mean, yeah, we yeah. looked at the mind and brain as literally. The or exact 10, same, thing. No. Like, like, a, like a car versus an automobile. It's the exact same thing, but this, this is a different well,
3: thing. No, a uh, car and automobile is not the same thing. <laughs> okay. And uh, automobile is something that you crawl in and get on the highway and you go somewhere. A car can be a railroad car, it can be many things. Same thing with the mind and the brain. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so quick question, you didn't, get, you didn't get me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: a, a Augie. A in a cycle. Well, no, that's not going to work either. I'll figure out one. Don't
3: worry. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you do.
0: When you said that there's particles in the pituitary gland that can phase in and out of existence, um, did, did you mean the pituitary gland or the pineal gland?
3: Uh, the pineal. and Actually, yes, the pineal. Uh, okay. Pineal. Okay. Did I say pituitary? Yeah.
0: yeah. No, just because oh. I, know, I know they work together and they're very close. Yeah, they do.
3: Yeah. But I meant the other one. But uh, the thing is that, uh, let me ask you a question. First, let me set the stage for the question so you can better understand the question. Uh, for about 300 years now since Newton, we have been told that matter and energy cannot be created from nothing. And then we have some of the sharpest people on the planet like Stephen Hawking at Cambridge University in England and many other or most other theoretical physicists. They're telling us that their equations on the blackboard using quantum physics tells us that this whole universe was created from nothing. So this whole universe was created from nothing. Everything in it is created from nothing. And if you are in this universe created from nothing, what? Are you?
2: Am I wrong in saying that those equations on the blackboard from Stephen Hawking, for example, those are still theories, are they not? They have not been proved.
3: There's many experiments that prove that this is real. And it started out a the theory and many of the equations on the blackboard are still theories, but some of them have been proven. And uh, the, this universe being a mind created illusion has been proven and uh, especially the time differential on it, which means that time travel is possible because the future can even affect the past that has also been proven. So uh, I, uh, I got a very, very, well, actually two sections in the back of my book there uh, that explains how this will work. And in fact, uh, there is a way that you can actually go and do some of these things, so you probably have to look at that. But uh, quantum physics is coming on board now, more and more solidly explained. And uh, if we don't study it, all the time we're left behind, and I am behind on a lot of these things because I don't have time to study as, as much as i like to. But there's some really interesting concepts in there, especially the holographic universe. Uh, if you go to YouTube and listen to them, uh, you know, some of the quantum physicians over there and uh, the theoretical or the practical the, uh, experiments, it's gonna blow your mind because it's it has been proven much of this stuff. So just do that for uh, for your own sanity. I I did some of it and I I feel better about talking about it.
2: Can I can I ask who proved it and is there only proof on YouTube? I I have a problem getting my information from YouTube. Uh-huh. I mean, is there any information in a scientific journal of any repute? Uh-
3: yeah, there is, actually, and uh, some of that I talk about in my book, and uh, let me see here. I'm um, thinking, I'm trying to f- dig that name out of the... Uh, for...
2: <sighs> if it's on your website, no. that's okay, I'm just not familiar yeah, I, with some of these I got it
3: on some things. of my radio shows, too, and I just can't think of the name right now. Sure. But uh, there's one guy, he, uh, he says that this is the evidence right here, so... Maybe Brian
4: not. makes fun of me when I tell him I saw you know some videos on YouTube about a certain thing and he's like, yeah, it's on YouTube so that yeah. means nothing to me but uh-huh. you know legitimate people do post videos on YouTube yeah. yeah
0: I don't I don't understand why Brian thinks it's illegitimate because it's on YouTube because it's oh, you got-
1: are you guys being a problem uh, Because
4: maybe?
2: most of YouTube is kitty videos, and I mean, it's well, not I mean, the
4: last time you were on YouTube. That I don't go to YouTube. Therefore, you probably don't know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you don't, you don't. use yeah, it, then you won't... Got, like, like watching the news, you just got to be careful.
3: Uh, yeah. That amazes me. I have not seen one of those videos on YouTube, but uh, maybe I'm not looking for it.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so back to the mind. Um, So, okay, you asked the question, if we come from nothing, what are we? we? And that would mean that we are nothing. Uh,
3: It appears to be that way. And if we start thinking about what the mind is, nothing, then we look around us, right? So, what is it? Because we see stuff. It's got to be something, right? Do we?
2: Yeah. I can understand me seeing something, but how can we all see
3: the same thing. Well, wait a little bit. That universal mind behind it all, that we have a segmented portion of, that has a total agreement about the majority of impulses coming from the sparks of life that is living this existence. It feeds it back, and it correlates to the point where it is strengthened into one unity. Did that make any sense?
2: Brian, (laughs) he's thinking. (laughs) No. Okay. Well, then that that's good. That's that's fine. Say it it again for my benefit, because I did not understand it.
3: Okay. The universal consciousness behind it all, what we see here, and feel, and experience, and taste. Okay. It. We are given a. I'll say the different. We are given a segmented spark from that universal consciousness, that segmented spark. Some call it different things, we call it consciousness, some call it souls, you okay. can call it anything. And that thing has a both intelligence and spirit. Spirit is a higher form of intelligence, Intelligence can be anything. you could you can talk to a computer. in fact there are computers walking around today looking like people, but they are just computers and they are intelligence but they don't have anything else. They're, they do not have the mind they have the brain right. So uh, there's a difference there. But all these separated impulses being fed back, from these universal or the uh, individual sparks of life, so to speak, being fed back to the universal consciousness is assembled into one big picture that everybody more or less have agreed to. And that is what we see around us because that is again fed back to us in individual situations. So it works together both ways where we get the information from the universal consciousness and we feed things back to the universal consciousness. This is what I saw in my download. And I, I saw how it worked. And uh, I guess I didn't say anything about about that download, but that's something that uh, a lot of people have had that. And uh,
2: I can understand the theory of that. It's yeah. The practicality of it is what's hard for but me to all... wrap my mind Oh,
3: on. yeah. It'll be hard for you for quite a while because it's hard for me to... Uh, I can understand it, but there are times when I said, nah, it can't be that simple.
4: And we're all one. We talk about that law, lo- you know, the law of oneness a lot. Yeah. And I think it's easier to understand when you understand that we're all connected. And that that's just a... That's a great... Um, you know, example or, you know, a description, I mean, of, of that oneness, what you just described.
2: Well, you use the word agreement. We, uh, we agreed to be a part of this or to put our, you know, just to to send into that common image. And how did I agree? And can I disagree? If I mean, if it's that easy, can't I just change my reality and see something different?
3: Yes you can and why don't you It's because you don't know how Exactly so your understanding of your existence is only in your mind no it is in your brain You're not accepting what's in the mind you're not opening up to it
2: because I think there up until a few minutes ago I thought it was the same thing
4: yeah. but our brain is also programmed from the past you know what I learned from a course in miracles is you know this this everything I see is what I learned in the past, you know, whether it's a cup or a table or, a, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking around a placemat or a door. Everything I learned about that comes from the past.
3: Absolutely. And how far does the past go back? I'm a hypnotist, and let me tell you this. Uh, This one will kind of uh, get you thinking a little bit, too. Let's say that if I put you in a soft chair, talk to you for 20 minutes, and I told you that when you wake up, you will see an elephant standing in the room next to you. If I did my job right, when you woke up, It'll scare the crap out of you, but your (laughs) elephant will be standing next to you, right next to the chair. You could reach out. You can touch the trunk on the elephant. You can feel with your fingers the rough skin on it. And you'll smell him. doesn't smell very good, but you can also hear him breathing. Okay. You can see the elephant, but I can't because it's not there. Now, what happened to your reality right now? Answer me that.
2: Michael, what shifted
3: what shifted how your's well
2: so your reality changed and what you're not plugged into that consciousness
3: i would assume okay where did it come from did it come from the brain or from the mind
2: i would assume from the mind
3: but was i talking to the mind when i was talking to you I, 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 it gets, I guess it gets convoluted right there. Yes. Because you have now stepped into an alternate reality that you have created for yourself. Watch the difference between that reality. It is just as real in the moment right there in your chair with the elephant. And as it is right now sitting looking straight ahead for that bottle of Coca-Cola you have in front of you. It's totally as real as that one in the moment. The thing is that when you're under hypnosis, uh, most of the time those things will wear off after a while. And uh, unless you have a post-hypnotic signal that you can be repeating and stuff, you can probably get it to last a long time. But that elephant will go away. But your present existence would not go away because you have done it so long and it was so well programmed by the intelligence and the consciousness before you created this body within the hologram that you are walking around in for the only purpose of that spark of life, to get experiences. An intelligence or a consciousness cannot have physical experiences. So that's why that we create this body we are walking around in so we can have those physical experiences by uh, trying to palm the nail in and hit our thumb. I mean, the consciousness laughing their butts off behind that. Look at that thumb. They want the experience of all the things we are doing, but they can't have it in the present form that they are. They have to create this body. Would that make any sense?
4: Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. How about you, skeptic?
3: No. Michael? It just doesn't. Mm-hmm.
0: Does it make any sense well, to you? Well, you
3: see, when you die, you're going to be nothing, right? You're just going to fade into the darkness and be nothing from there on. Is that correct? Yes. Well, <laughs> let's, re- let's revisit this conversation sometime when we are both on that side, so we can have maybe a good laugh about it. Because you're I want to be, be there sur-
0: when that happens. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're going to be one surprised dude, because, or you are. <laughs> oh, I would be surprised too, but in totally different way. One or of us
2: is going to be surprised. surprised.
3: So, um, what about all these things that you can see? Uh, I have my personal self, I went out to uh, there is a way that you can record on recording devices the voices of dead people on the graveyard. I've done that. And this shows up on the tape. What's that? Nothing. Creepy? Yeah, very creepy. Because some of the stuff they say is very creepy. And then again, you have all these pictures that show up in the frame of the picture, but there's nothing there when you take the photo. That's creepy, too. But it tells you that there's an alternate reality next to us that we cannot see.
4: No. I've taken I, pictures at the Stanley Hotel before of, of ghosts, of orbs.
2: Yeah. I believe in ghosts. Okay. In
3: ghosts okay
1: but what are ghosts? Afterlife. What, Michael? How does Brian, Brian, how do you believe in ghosts if you don't believe in an afterlife? Why does a ghost mean in
2: afterlife?
4: What is a ghost to you?
2: Of uh, uh, energy that's holding on to the, to this planet, to this realm. Doesn't mean right. they're trying to go somewhere. It means when you die, they want to keep their, that spark doesn't go out in them and they hold on.
3: You're exactly right. Yep, you're right. They just don't know any better. That is usually people that think they're nothing. They get stuck here because they don't know what's going on on the other side, and they do not accept the help, or they don't find their way through the light tunnel. That is your ticket out of there.
4: But Brian thinks that spark goes out.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think that proves the existence of a ghost does not prove that there is an afterlife and there's somewhere to go. I don't it just means they're hanging on to stay here but that they don't want to be extinguished.
0: What is hanging mm-hmm. on here?
2: Their their energy. Oh, their life energy. So
4: you go let's mm-hmm. go back to physics can energy just disappear? Can you feel energy?
2: We will entropy says that we all want to uh not exist anymore. I mean the energy will die and be reborn not i'm not saying reborn as a as a soul but energy is recycled over and over again mm-hmm.
4: but that energy where does it go because you can't kill energy
2: it, it moves on it's where does when, it go when a body yeah. poses that decomposition process there's heat created and it feeds the soil and the energy moves throughout the the system
3: yeah, but the soil doesn't show up on the picture, or you can't hear it in the graveyard. So there is something else, and that is that. There, Okay, th- this one is, uh, is a little tough for uh, Michael probably, but there are several things that leave the physical body. In fact, I have seen it. There was an older gentleman that lived in this house, and uh, two years ago he died, and I was standing in the doorway looking at him being dead in the bed, and I could see this gray substance just leaving the body and pew, right through the wall and it left. So that was the what we call the astral vehicle. That is just an energy. And that energy, if it is strong enough, can take physical form and show up in pictures. And uh, like the guy over in France in the mid-1960s, I think it was, uh, he took pictures of dead people all the time. He went out to the graveyard, he took a Tesla coil, put it next to a fresh grave, walked off about um, oh, 15 feet and took a picture, took many pictures. And he sometimes he showed the guy that was dead in the ground was standing next to the grave looking at him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And people in town, they got so scared that they chased him right out of town if, and he <laughs> left, otherwise they probably would have killed him.
2: How come... Not everyone can see things like that.
3: I think it is all depending... uh, When it comes to the Tesla coil, I think everybody can do that. But the people without the Tesla coil, some of them have a little higher spiritual vibration than others. Sure. Uh, if you're thinking about uh, food and TV all the time, you probably will have a hard time with it. But if you're reaching for spiritual awareness, then you have an easier time to see into that realm which you are seeking.
2: That makes sense.
3: Yeah. Hey, we agreed on something.
2: I, I was just, you know, my jaw dropped for a moment. I was like, whoa. Well, no, I mean, it's it's a very plausible uh explanation that some yes. people are tuned out of life and like yeah. I mean, he said they're watching tv all the time yeah my parents wouldn't see anything like that that all they want to do is you know get through the day and watch tv at night and you know yeah, you and, start over. and hit reset and some people like my wife are trying to have a higher vibration i don't understand completely what that is but i understand yeah so yeah i could see somebody like lisa being able to see that Uh as i wouldn't be we could be in the same situation looking at the 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 recently deceased and i could i could i can understand the plausibility of lisa seeing something and me not
3: yeah, but I'll tell you one another thing. You may have an advantage being around Lisa. You are in her vibration, and that imposes itself on you in many different ways, and you just may have an advantage, so you could. it could help your vibration to raise mm. a little bit, so you could get some benefits from that.
0: Talk about a husband-wife score.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Line it up. I
2: like vibrating with you yeah Yeah. there you go all
1: right keep your family um, oriented here
4: i don't think he was referring to toys no. just, oh boy oh boy we like to keep it real on this show you know yeah
3: yeah
0: so um but you you make a good point though because like for instance let me just talk about my father you know he Only recently, in the last six months, started inquiring about all this stuff and had more curiosity (laughs) and asking questions. And as soon as he started, that's when he started to have experiences and started wondering. Like he's he started to get an idea that okay, there's something beyond this now because he's starting to experience it, and it's because I feel like he kind of put the intention out there, like that he was interested in learning. By asking me all these questions. And so he created a reality or he opened himself up to that reality to
4: experience Mm it. Plus, he was around you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He He had the same effect Yeah,
3: yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I have found that the brain is, let's compare it to a computer. The brain is kind of the hardware of a computer. And the mind is the software which you lay on top of the hardware to make the hardware do what it does.
0: Yeah I like that analogy it because makes sense.
3: With, yeah because if you had no software in the computer the computer wouldn't do nothing and the same thing with the mind if you are separated from the software that intelligence the mind goes numb that's what happens when people end up in coma sometimes
2: mm. I like that and, analogy
3: Yeah, and uh, a very small portion of the mind is actually operating through the brain, but it is not the brain. See, the thing is, we've never been taught how to use our mind. And the best analogy I have for that one is, uh, which I've said several times on uh, shows, and that is that if you picked Mr. Average right off the street, stuck him in the cockpit in the left seat, that's the captain chair, on a Boeing 747 and told him, let's go flying. He wouldn't have a clue. He'd be looking for 20 minutes to find the electrical mass switch. He wouldn't look above his head where it is. So what would happen here if we took that guy, gave him a year's training in that airplane and put him back in the left seat in the cockpit and told him, let's go flying, he could take us flying. Same thing with the mind. We've never been taught how to use it. We think that memory is automatic. No, it isn't. That's why we don't remember everything, because we have no concentration. If you are reading a book, uh, this is good for you guys in school, listen real close. If you have concentration, you will have a much better memory, because if you're reading something in a book, you got a whole chapter read, and the sudden is oh, I forgot the coffee water. Oh, no, maybe I didn't. Okay, then you go back reading again. Now you had a break in the material going into the mind. So when you start back up again, it goes into a different part of the brain. So now these two are dislocated so that they will not, when you think about what you read later on, you may remember the portion of some of the stuff that you read, but not all of it because it was not connected. These techniques are never taught in school. Because the teacher told you, you know, okay, uh, here, guys, uh, read this chapter because tomorrow you're going to have a test on it. Well, I hated that because I wasn't sure I was going to remember all of it. But why didn't the teacher teach you how to remember? Because they don't know how to remember. They think it's automatic.
2: For some people it is, and I disagree with some of what you said because Mm -hmm. memory is chemical my brain is chemically different than a lot of people's brains. And most children, the reason why as parents, we wonder, or we're amazed at how quickly our children learn things. And then the next day they do something else and they're able to do that. It's the chemical makeup uh, of the brain. And uh, it's for, for young children, it's called an eidetic memory, and there is yep. a very small percentage of of us, myself included, that have an eidetic memory as an adult, and my brain didn't chemically change in puberty, and I am able to remember so many things mm-hmm. with extreme detail, and it's not a trick, it's not a learned thing, that's just who I am.
3: Mm-hmm. To a great extent, I think you're exactly right, because I have uh, had eidetic memory, and I've studied that. And that works that way to a great extent, even though the concentration also, because that's what Einstein taught us how to do. And the thing about it is that it misses the concept where this guy, there's several people that has uh, come forward and talked about this, and they, they flatlined on the operating table when they were working on them. They kept them alive through mechanical means. And when they came back, they could explain and tell the doctors what had happened while they were mm. flatlined. Mm. Several of these experiments, are not experiments, but incidents out there that prove that the brain is not all there is. There is another memory laid on top of that brain. So um, this is something that is worth looking into and studying, and we have to do it for ourselves because uh, uh, there's stuff out there, but, you know, these days, you know, you got to be a little careful, too. If you find just one incident of something, you may wonder, hmm, is that true? But if you have many of them speaking of the same thing, then it starts getting a little more credibility, and there's quite a few of them.
0: So basically, like, what brian's talking about is that he has a gift that most people don't have and so
3: right
0: how do we well how i do don't we... know
3: i think everybody has it it's just that we may never taught how to use it he may have taught himself how to use it or he may have a composition of chemical uh, in the body that allows him to do these things better. There could be, I don't know, it could be many different reasons for it. But uh, in some ways, you're lucky for having that because that memory, it affects everything that we do. So uh, I, that's, that's wonderful.
2: You know, it's really interesting what, what you just said. And, and this, is, this, you know, this is the heart, the, the thing that's hardest for me to grasp in all of these realms of spirituality. You said, I may have taught myself. Mm-hmm. which is fascinating because, A, it can't be scientifically proven, but, B, I mean, it's, it's kind of plausible. If you, mm-hmm. if you can understand that you have a higher self or a past life that, okay, maybe I did teach myself this and I do it now, but my rational brain wants me to just think, well, it's a chemical compound. But, it, I mean, it's a, it's a really fascinating idea to think about how how I exist today versus how I've existed in the past, if I have, if I'm a continuous uh,
4: soul soul or whatever lives. that idea mm-hmm. is. Uh-huh. Um,
2: that, that it's really it, it kind of it, it's it's interesting because i I want to know. I want to know my scientific brain wants to know the proof. I want to see, okay, this is why. But it's just one of those things that maybe can never be understood or proven.
4: Well, it's yeah. like some people come here, you know, with this talent to play the piano without ever being taught how to play the piano. Yeah. You know, and I think some souls come with these maybe memories of what they already had learned how to do. And maybe that was something that you for many lives have had learned how to do you he has really good concentration which is one thing i noticed that Mm -hmm. what you were saying about the reading i don't remember like movies brian always teases me because i don't remember like after a movie i don't really remember a lot of people's names or kind of what happens sometimes because i i have like add i get i start thinking about so many other things Mm -hmm. while i'm watching or which is which is what aggie was saying you oh you think about
2: this other thing and then you can't remember it
4: exactly because it keeps breaking 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 that train where ryan i've noticed never the train doesn't break if he's sitting in front of his computer i could be talking to him or there could be something going on and i'll ask him later and he doesn't he's like yeah i don't i don't have any idea i was focusing on this so i didn't hear you Mm -hmm. he's you know has the ability to to stay focused and concentrate
3: so yeah I have tested myself with that, and uh, I believe that I have, uh, I think it was about 35, 37 minutes without any break of concentration.
4: That's
3: and, amazing. Yeah, that is quite a, a lengthy period of time, because mm. most people couldn't I mean, they can not do a couple of minutes. Right. But, but, you know, they've never been trained to do it. If they were trained to do it, they can do it too.
4: You know, ever since listening to your show um, that you did with Nicole on TLC, you spoke about that same thing. Um, I've been, you know, reading and I've been thinking about that, like paying attention. It's simply about paying attention. I've been paying attention to myself as I'm reading to see where there's a break in my concentration. Am I staying focused on this story of what's going on that I'm reading? Or did I stop and start thinking about something else? And so I think if you if you're aware of it and you start paying attention, that's the first step in training your mind.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and
4: the thing so is funny that the,
2: you use those two words because that's which two? the paying attention, because that has been my mantra for such a long time. Um, I remember when my, my daughter was young and growing up and I, my ex-wife hated those two words because she said, that's all That's all you said. It's like when I would try to work with my daughter on something. I mean, it, it's that simple. Pay attention. Just you, stay focused. You, 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 you want to be better at you know, directions in the city? Pay attention to where you are right now and how you're getting from point A to point B. And you'll remember, I can, I can drive somewhere once and go to that place, you know, Years later, years later, and know how to get there because I've seen them it, do it. It just it just stayed it just stayed in there because I was present in that moment the entire time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's something that is learned somehow. Mm-hmm. My, my take on it is that you've probably came here and created this body with some previous capabilities that you brought with you. That's fascinating. I think that probably would happen Because if you created created all here, you would have the influence from people around you that would probably more so dictate what you would do and be. Because it is extremely important what we allow into our mind to dwell there and fester the most. That is what we will have in our life. If we direct our mind that this is again both reaching into quantum physics and uh, motivational uh, speaking, let's say that most people, they plan their vacations better than they plan their life. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe, maybe there was some truth behind that schnicker because I sure <laughs> used to. And... The thing is that if we planned our life better, we would have a better life. We maybe wouldn't make so many mistakes. And boy, do I have my hand up on that one. I, you can create your future before you have to live it.
2: Because I, I this, think that's just fascinating because I think so many of us, and I, and I, I would put myself in this category, yeah. we feel like it's not, it's not in our control
3: Yeah, that's the feeling we are given by the media and the government and everybody around us. Let's wait and see what happens. No, I don't want to wait and see what happens. I want to make sure that I control what happens. And that is by, let's say, if I want something really, really a lot, I create it in my mind. And let me back up a little bit. I'm sitting in the back of a a billionaire's airplane, talking with him for two hours one time. And we were discussing economics and world affairs. And he told me, I don't start anything before I first design it in my mind, both in concept and detail. So I understand it. Both what it is, what it can do, and who's going to work with it and how it's going to work. And then I started, he says.
0: That makes sense if, because, Brian, that's what you do with your work. You yeah. do that, Brian. I,
2: I do do that, but I don't do it with an expectation that that's going to be my outcome. Why not? I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm listening to you describe that and my wife is looking at me saying, you do that. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, yes, I do this, but... That process is completely disconnected to the end, completely. Mm. I do not think that, okay, because the design is one thing. The reality is something else. You can design something perfectly and, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, you know, uh, they don't work out that way. So
3: That is exactly said by someone that doesn't understand what's behind the curtain.
2: And you let, me ex- <laughs> let me
3: explain a little bit about what's behind the curtain. Let's, let's say that you want something really bad. Let's say that you, well, I don't care what it is, new house and new situation, economic situation, new car. And you reach into the future and you say, okay, I want this by next Christmas. I'm going to be walking out the door, getting in that car, I'm driving off and it's mine, and it's paid for. Okay, now every day go back, visualize that car into existence, put color and images and pictures and emotion is the carrier of thought. So put emotion, love in it and gratitude for already having it and then do that every day whenever you go back to that thing in the future at the Christmas party, go back. Day after day, now you're going to start creating a timeline going up to that thing in the future. So you laid on attractor strings through it. That's also out of quantum physics. So now you're attracting, you're creating that timeline going to that thing. And if you keep doing what you can to help make it happen... Then you when the time comes on the 23rd of December, then you're going to say okay, I think we're going to do all right or you already done all right. So on the 24th you just walk into it. It is yours. This works well. I've done it.
0: I've I've done that as well. I mean, I remember when I wanted to buy my first piece of property, like real estate, a condo, and I was so in debt, I had no money saved up, but I just focused all of my energy at night i would envision myself in the condo i would imagine myself smelling the food that i was cooking running my fingers along the furniture uh like just everything like what seasons it were looking out the window and what season it was i would do this and then i would go to the bookstore into the magazine section i would flip through all the house and home stuff just so that it was constantly in my mind and within Less than five months, somehow, miraculously, I was able to buy a condo. I, would, I have no idea still to this day how I managed to do it, but it manifested itself because that's what I was putting my focus and intention and emotion into like continuously. Like I literally, like you said, Augie, it's like I was planning for it without realizing when it was going to come, but I was just putting myself in it. That moment in the now I was making it in my now. So it came into my now very quickly.
2: Yeah. I've got to say that the power of the mind is something that, that I certainly don't understand, but you guys keep challenging me to use (laughs) my mind. Um, And, you know, the first time you challenged me to use my mind, I lost five pounds in one night. And the second time you challenged me was last week to, to send good energy to somebody and hope for, you know, a positive change. Right. Well, well, every, every night I, uh, I imagine, and I, and I didn't do it exactly as, you know, we had talked and, you know, to scientifically prove it, but I did it faithfully and every night I imagined, you know, this energy I first started collecting energy that other people were sending me and kind of gathering it up in a ball and then I took my energy and I and I saw this like large beach ball shape of energy. And then I drove it in my mind, um not in a car but just took the path. And I saw, I saw the roads and I saw the buildings and the trees and everything, you know, because my mind recalls it. And I went from my house to my daughter's house, and then I saw myself going into her uh, room and and giving this to her. You know, not necessarily interacting with her, but you know, sometimes just putting the energy on the bed. Or there was one night where I actually did interact with her, and I got a text from my ex-wife this morning saying that she wanted to talk with me about something with my kid and that it was positive <gasps>
3: so i don't know what
2: i don't know what it is
3: but yep it happens wait wait, wait because
0: okay. sorry sorry in,
3: yeah the interaction they may not see you but they feel you
0: okay this is huge this is very big
2: okay? <laughs> i no, i
3: was shocked when i um, saw them
0: because augie you know what i'm gonna send you the link to the last week's episode where we talked about this for him to do this because Brian's a very analytical person. He's always in his mind, he's not in his feelings. And so, this was a, an experiment for him to see if he could affect his reality through his feelings. And, but something else happened, Brian, that you talked about on the weekend with us that you haven't shared yet.
4: Oh, yeah, no,
2: it was, it was, it was, it was what was really palpable for me, and it's every single time I started. Like my mind was saying, okay, start the process to do this, you know, put this energy together. The biggest smile comes across my face, and there's so much joy that I feel inside. It is so palpable, and I just – I couldn't make it go, on, go away. So just the idea – so the abstract idea is I want to send positive energy to my daughter, but it had a physical impact on my life because I just – had this huge smile and this warm emotion that was so incredible.
3: Okay. <clears throat> let me run something really quick by you. Uh, your daughter is in your life. She is in your awareness, right?
4: She's not speaking to him.
3: Yeah. No, that's that's that.
2: why this experiment was done because she hasn't talked yeah. to me in a year.
3: Yeah, but that's, she's, still, who I am, though, she's, so. sti- she's still there. Sure. You can see her, you can feel her if you touch her. She's still there. And if you create everything in your environment, who created her? Hmm. You did. You created her in your mind because if we live in a mind-created universe, the only one mind that you are aware of is your mind. So you create her in your mind. And at her end, she creates you. now it gets complicated
2: that's incredibly complicated because in her life at this moment she you know doesn't want to have anything to do with me so in her mind she probably doesn't think much about me but in my mind I am and I've been yes I've been trying to through my mind connect with her and and you know send send positive but
4: feelings. her mind is the mind is also the higher self is that not yeah right yeah yeah You know, so her her higher self is fully aware
3: of you and
4: and present with you. So, you know, you're making that connection with her. Your higher self and her higher self are communicating. Well, and 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 I would assume you
2: do things like that on purpose. I didn't. I mean, and and I know you guys have talked about this. I don't fully under. I I shouldn't say I don't understand the, the the higher self. I do understand the higher self. But I don't use it the way that I think you guys probably do. When I did this, I wasn't saying, "Okay, hire self, you know, work with me and help me do this." It was to me, it was me. Right? And okay. you're saying it's the same thing, and that's what that's what's really hard to understand. So, how can you not be aware of something but then use use it?
0: So, how can you can you just say for the audience and us, but what? has now changed for you from where you stood on this before, before you started this to where you are now. Like what are your thoughts on it now?
2: You know, it's, it's because what happened that first time with the using my mind's energy to lose weight. And then I did it the first night and I woke up and lost five pounds and which was just that incredible thing. And then never was able to repeat that again. Um, and, and this is how you say my mind gets in the way because, okay, yes, I've, I've sent these positive feelings out there towards my daughter. And I got a message this morning saying, Hey, something positive is happening. I don't know what it is yet, but can I do it again? And that's, that's where my mind, I I can't, I can't get around that. Okay. Yes. I want to see something else change in my life. Can I put My mental focus at it and I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen still my logical brain yes I've seen two things happen and still my logical brain tells me not to
3: expect let me just give you a thought that I would have to that and that is that instead of making it a question, can I do that again? Make it a statement, I can do that again. Because mm. the brain is like a computer. go if you put garbage in it, what are you gonna have? <laughs> put good stuff in it. You know keep telling yourself that I can do it again, and what's in the subconscious mind would eventually leak into the superconscious mind and embed itself on the universal consciousness and look around for matching vibrations, and your daughter is in there, match the vibration with that and pull her back, and she's going to end up in your life.
2: Okay, I'll try that. Uh, you used a term that I'm not familiar with, and I don't know if everyone else is uh, as well, A uh, superconscious mind what what is
3: that you, to? you got many different kinds of mind you got the conscious mind then we're somewhat <laughs> aware of that one and then we have the subconscious mind which is more or less the programming, uh, the electric programming in the bottom of our mind where the neurons connect and, you know, we get stuff going on in there that we perceive to be real. And then below there, when the subconscious mind gets a question and it doesn't have the answer, it reaches around first in the subconscious mind. If it can't find the answer, it reaches into the superconscious mind, which is basically empty. It's a connection device to the universal consciousness where it may reach into and find the answer and bring it back to you as a hunch. And it say, hmm, that sounds about right. And then you go do and research and find out, hey, that's the answer.
4: So is that like what you talked about before, how we're all connected to this, I'm, I'm say, yeah. like the collective consciousness, so yes. the superconscious. Mm -hmm. is is that connection is connecting into that yes like where you can i know that you can um you know tap into say if you're playing golf you know you can tap into you know your inner tiger woods kind of thing or you -hmm. know if you're a scientist your inner einstein and you and you're able to i know that there are people who actually are able to do that who you know don't have any talent in a specific area but tap into that super conscious mind and suddenly the next day they're you know, incredible painters or musicians or something.
2: It, rem- sure. yep. it reminds me so much, just listening to you describe this, it just sounds like the movie Inception where they share dreams, but then there's that subconscious level that is that is shared and it's just this empty space. Yeah. To,
0: to bring it down to, like, the most visual thing that came to my mind instantly was, you know, those old arcade – um, prize things where like you you put the money in, and then the handle comes down, and you like direct it where to like pick up like whatever prize you can in the claw. Right. Like I feel like you describe the super conscious as like the limitless claw that can go out there and reach out <laughs> into the universal mind and bring oh, That's back... a
3: good term for it. <laughs> the <That's cute>. claw. <laughs> the claw. Well, that's okay. just
0: you know, I don't know how like you know like that. I just see it in the prize thing. Like that, and that's what you're and looking for, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good but exactly it
0: does yeah. michael you've been pretty silent through all this do you have any thoughts here
1: well brian's done enough skepticism for all of us which is good
0: but what are your <laughs> own thoughts break.
1: and frankly listening to augie it's like you know with his accent i feel like i go into student mode because i feel like it's, it sounds like a like a uh A physics teacher or something like that that's teaching me things so I kind of like just like to listen and absorb but it's this is stuff is fascinating and it makes certain sense in my life Uh, uh, I can correlate a few things like you know just being in Nicole and Lisa's life like so Augie just a little history of myself Mm -hmm. I didn't I, I don't I didn't think there was anything really spiritual past you know the word spirit, and I when I uh, talked to Nicole and Lisa, and they kind of like opened up, or especially Nicole at the beginning, kind of like opened up like what their beliefs were. It like blew me out of the water. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? You like what? Give me the drugs you were on. I mean, what's going on? And, and so it's like slowly they kind of like uh, kept dropping little things of, of what they believe in, and the vibration thing that you spoke about earlier about being close to people that are in a certain vibration might like help you open up and get you know experience things that you've never experienced for in your entire life well I can say that's pretty reassured that that is really true to me because mm-hmm. I feel like just being in Nicole and Lisa's life some weird random stuff has happened to me in the past six yeah. seven eight months uh and so i was like okay that makes sense but also i get tripped up on my just like brian i get tripped up on my own conscious like like maybe that happened to me maybe not and as time goes on it becomes more like ah well maybe that didn't really happen maybe it was just uh made up in my mind oh yeah we do that all the time <laughs> yeah and and
4: themselves.
1: right and like you know especially there there's something that when something Makes me doubt one aspect of this greater conversation of spirituality. Like I, like if, like for example, if I don't believe uh, somebody who and feel like they are lying to us or conning us with what they think is the truth, that knocks me out for the whole everything else too. And I have to like almost start over with my belief to get over all the doubts that I have. So I can understand like what Brian's saying is like you believe it, you lost weight overnight. You you know, you have your 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 daughter potentially could be doing something positive, and then your mind the next day is gonna go, oh well maybe it's just random, maybe it's a coincidence, maybe you know, yeah. your your mind comes back in and kind of kicks you in the nuts and you have to start all over again.
0: Okay, that's actually so, really interesting. Like so, Augie, what is it? Cause I know that's more left brain trying to take over the right brain and not allowing the wholeness of the brain to be um, fully active. But what is it that some people are really just able to move past the doubts and just know that it's true versus, say, like what Michael's talking about and Brian?
3: Oh, maybe I can help you with that one. There is a saying that I've been using, and I, uh, I love to claim it, but I don't think I can. And that is that for the one that have had the experience... No explanation is necessary. For the one that has not had the experience, no explanation is possible.
1: Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's, Nicole, that's exactly what we talk about in our past. It's like you have to, like, go through this just to believe it.
3: See, the thing is that uh, uh, you're going to have, within the next couple of weeks, you're going to have an experience that breached that barrier for you. Okay. You'll, have, you'll have one.
0: Oh, are okay. you like predicting something, oh. Augie?
3: Yeah, I'm predicting, so like if you it. want to call this it. But you're going to have something, maybe two weeks at the farthest end, maybe a month. You're going to have something. Something simple. It could be like you walk into a room, reach for the light switch, and the lights turn on before you touch it. hmm <laughs> Or it could be that you turn around and you see a shadow of something at the corner of your eye and it's absolutely an outline of a person before he disappears, but it was clear enough you could see facial features. It could be anything like that, but you'll have something.
0: Okay. Oh, something to report back on 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 a later show.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I actually enjoy, the, this is what I, I which it, it irritates me if my mind is playing tricks on me like that, because I actually enjoy learning and being part of Lisa and Nicole's world the way they see it, because frankly, it's fascinating. I mean, you can't give them, yeah. but so it's like, then I go back to my, I guess, left brain world of 3D world, as these girls say, and it's like, I feel like Oh man, I know I'm missing out. I'm, maybe it's just not true. You know, these random numbers that they keep talking about, whatever coincidences, all this stuff gets in my head and just
3: kind of makes me feel like I have constipation of the mind. Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. But, uh, and uh, <clears throat> there's another thing too that uh, a lot, there. you know, there are psychics out there. Some of them are better at it than others. Uh, what I don't talk a lot about anymore is that uh, because I can't. Pr- prove it uh, i don't have anything that can actually prove i did this and by the for 13 weeks i was doing a radio show at sanford florida where Let's i was see. giving uh, r- psychic readings on the radio and if you're on the radio you got to be good at it otherwise they'd laugh you out of town so i was uh, with a master psychic and she was good the police used her to find missing people and kids and stuff. And uh, I was just kind of there for the first six shows. I was more in the background. But after that, I had uh, started to uh, develop something, and uh, because other things that I did in my mind too. And uh, the last few shows, we were so good at it that half the time we guessed the person's my, uh, name when they called in. And We were pretty accurate in what we were doing. See, this is a the mind. I mean, the brain is a transmitter and a receiver. It transmits thought waves. Thought waves are minute gravity waves that travel at the speed of 163 times the speed of light or more. Science don't know that yet, but uh, there is some experiments going on trying to figure it out. I I understand, but the, uh, it's an instant or seemingly instant contact from mind to mind when you are able to match their frequency. And we got good at that. So that's another one for me because if it was just the brain, we couldn't do that. There is a mind involved because that's beyond the electric circuitry in the neurons.
4: And the pineal gland is the connection to the mind. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's where it comes in and that's where it goes out.
0: That's the major transmitter receiver. Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's a lot of
2: string theory going on in in, in what you read, I think.
3: Uh, I have a little, I don't think. String string theory may be going off in the wrong direction, but uh, I'll I'll see where it goes yet. I I don't know. There's some questions about that, you know.
0: So how did you get into... So with all of the mind, how does that work into the age reversal?
3: Oh, well... Um... Aging, science has found what causes aging and death. Time and Belief. Well, there's more no. to it than that. No. No, much more to it than that. In 2009, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process, and nobody seems to know about it because it's obvious. The establishment, status quo—they don't want you to know because you can imagine what would happen to Social Security and
4: the
3: the, uh, pension programs if people quit dying. (laughs)
2: That's funny.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, it's funny, but it's very true. Yeah.
2: No, it's absolutely the truth.
3: Yeah. So, it's it's there. Go to the Nobel Committee's website. Go to 2009, scroll down to Medical Submissions, and read the papers. (laughs) You're going to like it, because it explains what causes aging and death. All right, let me go through this. Um, Aging is caused by many different things. The people that did the Genome Project, they found it to be caused by three things and uh that's probably true it's just that uh maybe there's more to it than that and uh what
2: are are, the, you, are these are these related or separate the 2009 nobel winners that's separate from the the, the genome research
3: uh yeah it's totally so oh, okay. different reasons but what they found uh, in 2009 or before when they built up to that uh, you know nobel prize was that when the cells divide in our body, every time they divide, the end of the chromosomes get a little bit shorter. They lose a part of their end of the chromosome, which is kind of like the end of a shoelace because the end of a shoelace is this hardened little tip there that you used to put through the hole to, you know, pull the shoelace mm-hmm. tight. And part of that little tip of the shoelace goes away, loses it every time that you replicate the cell. And after a while, when you have replicated those cells many, many times, then the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes get so short, they are no longer able to keep the chromosomes together. So they start fraying at the end, look like Look at your hands. Spread the fingers out. That's what it would look like. And now the chromosomes and the cell are no longer able to replicate themselves. So you get stuck with old cells in the body. The more, they re- more that of the dead cells you have, the more old cells you have, and you get older, and you get so old that the body is no longer able to sustain itself, and it will die. That's That's... What causes aging okay. then we can slow it down a little ways we can take antioxidants and all kinds of good stuff you know some of it we like and some of it we don't uh, stem cells and so on we can slow down the aging process but there really isn't any way to stop the aging process unless you can stop the shortening of the telomeres that's the key and is there a way to do that yes it is Yes, and I, I'm doing true. it, and uh, it seems to work for me. But uh,
2: how, how have you noticed a change?
3: Well, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and yeah. uh, uh, maybe you women can relate more to this. You know, you heard this, this cuss word called uh, crow's feet.
0: Yeah. Yes, Michael knows yeah.
3: that. <laughs> I have crow's feet. <laughs> yeah, I call it a cuss word because nobody likes it. Uh, at the end of the hour, they seem to be going away on me. So I know huh. there's something good happening here. And uh, the thing about it, I have researched this a lot. And uh, it really reaches into a concept that actually brings up the word immortality. And when the question is, is immortality possible? I would say, first of all, theoretically, yes. But in practice, uh, sooner or later you're going to step in front of a bus or you're going to have a meteorite mm-hmm. hit you in the head accidents happen, because now we're talking living millions of years, and I doubt that's theoretically possible because of accidents. But the body can actually stop aging or regress uh, or youthing is what some people call it. I did some research and I found two people I want to mention. One of them He was a Chinese university professor that came to New York in the mid-1950s on an exchange program to a university there. And um, a US university professor went to China so they could kind of exchange, you know, concepts and ideas and stuff. And uh, this uh, Chinese, he went out in New York with some colleagues and they had dinner one night and he got food poisoning and died. Well, you know what happened then. He goes to the morgue and they start going through his papers and they look at the passport and they call the ambassador and say, something's wrong here. Uh, um, This guy is 154 years old, but that can't (laughs) be right. And uh, the ambassador said, yes, it is. And uh, they asked the ambassador, how can that be? And he said, well, first of all, he did not believe he could die. And for the second, he only ate Chinese herbs and berries. Well, it's a little different than the American diet and the American mindset. We all know we got to die, right? Well, I changed my thinking on that. (laughs) Me too. I I don't know I'm going to die anymore because I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure it doesn't happen until I'm ready for it. Well,
4: I think it's, you know, it is partly belief, you know, it is, it's yes. health and what you eat, but it is also what you believe. And I know I listened to one of your interviews on, again, the TLC show and you spoke, which I really resonated with me about religions and what they teach Yeah, about the afterlife and that that's like a mental disease. Like we've been programmed to believe this. And if you want to tell that for our audience that didn't hear your other interview, I I think that's fascinating. Well,
3: that's the thing. See, if you if you're eating poison every day, sooner or later it's going to kill you. If you believe the wrong thing all this time in your life and the wrong thing you believe is that well, I'm going to grow old and I'm going to die. Guess what's going to happen?
4: You're going to grow old and die.
3: There you go. So if you change your mindset on that in a mind created universe, if you have your total Different set of mindsets on it with the intention of not growing old. That if it won't do it on its own, it will help. You know, this but, is
4: kind of an, an awkward example, but I've been babysitting this three year old lately, mm-hmm. which I believe you know, you learn so much from these little guys, these little kids. They just have so much to teach us. But today I was playing with him and he wanted to play this game of some game show or something. And he said, you know, he won this great thing. And he had this back, this backpack he put on, he's like, Oh, look what I won!' And, and he turned to me and he said, yeah, you didn't win anything. And I said, Oh, okay. I said, well, congratulations. Like, that's a great backpack. And he said, No, you're supposed to be sad. And I just was like, wow, the programming that has already gone on at the age of three, where he has learned that he believes that he's supposed to be sad. I'm like, well, we're going to try to undo that right now. Yeah, somebody actually, told me. you know, it. that's a choice. Like I can choose. I'm actually choosing to be really happy because I love your prize and it looks great on you and I'm really happy that you got it. So I'm not going to be sad. And I just, you know, when you talk about beliefs of of death, I mean, it goes into so many things that society and and school and just have taught us about what we're supposed to believe, which isn't true. We don't have to believe these things. These things are a choice.
0: Can I? Um, yeah. Can I just throw a little seed out there to plant in everyone's consciousness? Um, yes. <laughs> the, you know, Augie, you said this came out in 2009. This discovery with the three Nobel Prize winners, and um, that no one knows about it, and that you said, you know, of course, it would have a huge detriment on um you know social security yeah all of that and you know of course it makes so much sense that people die at a much younger age because think of all the wisdom that we would incur if we lived a lot longer and how much we would really catch on to what's going on behind the curtain And who's really pulling the strings if we actually had enough time here to really learn more. So the sooner that we die, the less likely we are to learn what we're supposed to learn. And that's part of the reason why no one wants us to live long.
3: Yeah, you got it. That's absolutely true. And uh, speaking of long life, then again, I found another Chinese guy that... um, uh, he, his name uh Li Ching Yuan. He was 256 years old when he died from an accident. He was a um, martial arts instructor for the Chinese army and he was an herbalist and uh, he was also a teacher of uh, of the mind so to speak. And he died at a 256-year-old, and the government verified his age on several occasions. So these things happen, and I found out what he ate, and I'm pretty much doing the same thing. And if we're looking beyond that, we can also look at the Sumerian tablets. They speak of the Sumerian kings list. If For 245 years, there were eight kings that ruled. The oldest one ruled for seventy-four years, and that's right out of the Sumerian tablets. In fact, the uh, the Jewish uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I think of it in a second. They also in the Jewish faith they Most. talk about the kings list, and they are extremely old. So yeah, that happens. Can, Can I just handle-
2: put one asterisk on what you said? And I do kind of say this tongue-in-cheek. I lived in China for a while, and I wouldn't trust anything verified by the Chinese government. So I'm not saying that it's not true that these gentlemen didn't live to be 156 and 254 or whatever the numbers were. But when you said the Chinese government verified their age, I kind of laughed because – when you live in China, you learn to not believe anything the Chinese government tells you.
3: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in some ways, I agree with you on that. But on, uh, in addition to that, is that I would not believe absolutely nothing the American governments are telling me. So I was just
0: going to say the same thing.
3: <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> no. But- that's that's the thing though see that uh, the, when they went uh, in the 1930s the New York Times wrote an article about this guy because they had a guy in China that went to his village and they talked to the people in the village and they all knew him and uh, they said yeah everybody knows that he was born in uh, 1766 i think it was wow and uh, you know it was no 1677 i, I uh, maybe getting the numbers converted uh, or backwards. I, um, but the thing is that these things happen. And he's not the only one. There are others too. I um, I've also found um, a uh, there's a Falun Gong teacher in Japan that uh, is still alive. He's at 242 right now, and there are written records of uh, Yong Tai in uh, in the Fujian province in China. He was those are written records back in 18 no 881 A.D. And he died at 13, in 1325 A.D. Mm-hmm. is 444 years old. Of course, you can question those old records, but there is uh, there's an indication that stuff like that happens. And what I'm doing, I am taking what I found in researching this uh, Yuan. I'm taking what he is. Uh, what he's eating and uh, that is uh, doing me a lot of good i uh, i told you that i i am uh, oh god i don't even want to talk about it but i'm older than some of the dirt around here
4: (laughs) it's just trips around the sun that's what we call it yeah there
3: you go and uh, i have more energy than somebody one third my age and i can probably out perform most people a third my age on most things and my uh, mind is fairly sharp I uh, I I don't think I forget a lot but there are times when I don't I'm not able to dig it up or right away but I did have an advantage Uh, 25 years ago I was able to travel around the country teach a mind development course uh, Zox Pro training and uh, that teaches you how to assimilate information from a book at the rate of 75 to 100,000 words a minute with 95% retention.
2: What?
3: So, uh, yeah, there, there's stuff like this that can't be explained.
2: How can you even turn the pages fast enough? Uh,
3: yeah, you actually do. You turn them one um, one page per second. Or actually, you see two pages per second, or about second and a half.
2: Goodness gracious.
3: Yeah. You can look it up, and you'll see. In fact, uh, next you said Zox Pro, Zox Z O X P R O. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, next week, I'm going to do a radio show with the guy in Australia that is now uh, managing that program. So uh, this is—it's uh, interesting uh, what the mind can do. The brain—I'm not so sure, actually. Yeah, the brain could probably do it on its own because I think you actually could teach computers to do the same thing. But what we're calling it is um, subliminal photography because you totally bypass the conscious mind and put right. information directly into long-term memory. And then later on, you go into long-term memory and retrieve it through the you know trigger methods and questions and stuff. The,
4: and you bypass the conscious memory yeah. probably to... So the, there's no distractions. I mean, it's because that's You've what you're talking about that interrupts the memory processes, the distractions.
3: Yeah, exactly. If that makes sense. So when you fly through a book like that, that fast, then by the time I'm done, I close up the book, look at the front cover and tell myself that I will remember everything in this bird uh, book and have perfect recall at any time I need it. That goes in after the other on top of it. And then, I look at the book and I don't remember a thing until I ask questions. There's what was so-and-so going, uh, doing and uh, what was on page 45? And oh. I can get flows of information on that page because now I'm asking the subconscious mind a question and, oh, okay. So they run and get the file and bring me the file.
4: Right. It's fascinating how some people can do that now. Like My son was that way. When he was four, he could recite word for word from a book that he that I read to him maybe a couple months prior Yeah, and he could tell me just every word on the page. It was that's a that composition of the mind
3: Yeah, and everybody can do it. It's just that you got to know How to exclude the conscious mind to the point where you bypass the conscious mind and you? Uh, just put it into long-term memory And in my book, I talk very extensively on how to reverse the aging process and how I am doing it.
0: Yeah. So you can, you can rebuild the telomeres just through certain supplements and food that you're eating, right?
3: Yeah. uh, It's a little more than that. You got to You got to also have total conviction of that it work. Even though they keep telling me that um, you don't really need that. All you need is the uh, the the especially two supplements. And if you want me to, I'll read them off to you.
4: Yes, please. Well, you know, I think that I'm sorry to interrupt before you read those off, but you know, for it really depends on where you are at. Like right now, say in your diet. You know, if you're someone right now who's sitting in front of the tv you know six hours a day or four hours a day and you're eating fast food and unhealthy stuff and coca-cola and all that and then you decide you know i'm just going to start taking these herbal supplements and i'm going to be all better you know and i'm going to see these great results i think that you know there's there's some steps that you have to take before you can get there
3: yeah if you do that you're going to take you a little longer
4: yeah, it's going to take you longer, you know, and if you're really conscious about your health and you're drinking, you know, purified or distilled water or whatever, and, um, you know, eating raw vegetables and, you know, keeping processed foods out of your diet, you know, then you're, you've got a head start already.
3: Oh, absolutely. But I can't,
4: yeah. you know, I don't think that people should expect these great results or think that they can, you know, still continue to eat processed foods and, and things that aren't good for them, and take these supplements, and wow, they're going to see these great results.
3: Yeah, You know, that's- th- need the I- whole picture. I think you're right on that. It's, uh, you got to start changing your lifestyle a little bit. I don't eat and live like normal people. I, uh, I eat mostly uh, raw, natural food, but uh, of course I sin quite often, but uh, uh, well over half of what I eat is raw food, and that's, that does me well and for the for my whole life since i was 3 inches tall i have eaten a um, bowl of raw oatmeal because
4: yeah, it's, a, it's a lifestyle change
3: yeah and th- there is a there is a research coming out of stuttgart germany i found years ago that says that anybody that have a bowl of raw oatmeal every day of their life live on the average 11 years longer than the ones that don't
2: you mean uncooked Oatmeal. Absolutely.
3: Yes. Why do you want to cook it? When you cook something, you kill it. What would happen to you if I stuck in a pot and turn up the heat?
0: <laughs> Sorry, the visual <laughs> was just too funny. I'd, I'd be
2: relaxed,
3: relaxed. For <laughs> yeah, a while. <laughs> After a while, you'd be really relaxed. <laughs> so no, I I
2: just never heard of that. I just wanted to make sure yeah, that
3: it's got to be that raw because insane. when you cook <laughs> the food, you kill the enzymes.
2: Oh, and, and I know that. I just never, I never crossed my mind to do that with a, a, mm-hmm.
4: a grain. But it's so. I mean, we cook, we cook almost all the foods that we eat, you know. And we oh, we, the, we eat healthy because we eat vegetables and, yeah. you know, not processed foods. But we're cooking a lot of the things that we eat. So.
3: Yeah.
0: So okay. So given. So the audience understands that. You know, and this is just it is really common sense, but some people like to throw common sense out the window that, you know, if you're trying to clean a room, obviously you're going to get it done faster if you had been cleaning it throughout the year. But if you wait till the end of the year, then it's going to take a lot longer to clean it out. So that's just like with your body. Right. It's the same kind of situation. So if you're working on clearing out the body and starting to change your lifestyle habits, what then do you add into that? to supplement the age reversal so that these telomeres start rebuilding and lengthening? Well,
3: let's say that I have been, uh, I was sitting in front of the TV four hours a day and I was eating pizza and all kinds of good stuff and uh, drinking Coca-Cola, which is, you know, the pH of four. And uh, yeah, I would have a little ways to go. I would change my lifestyle of eating and I would start exercising. And because if I didn't, I know that I probably would have a hard time with it. I was to get on the raw foods and I would start taking the supplements. And uh, exercise is extremely important, especially in a situation like that. But let me read off these uh, things that I found. This guy, I believe this is a partial list, but it's got the two of them that is absolutely necessary and will do or should do for most people, I would think. And, of course, now we got to remember that I'm not a doctor, so if I'm saying something here that you got to remember, none of this works because the government tells you it doesn't work. And you know the government would never lie to you, so... (laughs) (laughs) Never. Yeah. So I would say... This uh, this was the guy in China, the 256-year-old man that was written up in the New York Times uh, from the, uh, the guy that went there to the village and talked to the other people there. He said that the guy... He, uh, he ate Ling Shi. He, ha- he ate a lot of goji berries. He ate wild ginseng. And he showed Also, go to cola. And the most important astragalus and then there is this chinese immortality herb and they call it that it is called Jiaogulan herb uh, let me spell that one j-i-a-o-g-u-l-a-n herb and um I take it in capsules some people like to take it in teas Um, I like the capsules because uh, it's a little sharp taste to it so I feel better that way and uh, this I do it in the morning and sometimes in the middle of the day like two in the afternoon and then I do it in the late evening before I go to bed so I take uh, the uh, astragalus I take a heaping teaspoon I take a the heaping teaspoon is so big that uh, if I took any more on it, it would fall off. Because we're supposed to take it in the high doses. In fact, there is a, um, there is a pharmaceutical, they call it pharmaceutical equivalent of astragalus. They call it TA65. It's supposed to reverse the aging process and they're not promoting it very well because the que- the uh, the results are somewhat questionable which makes sense to me since it's a pharmaceutical but uh, anyway you can research TA65 and you can find that it'll probably set you back about $400 a month to do that I'm prefer- preferring to do it with the real thing that the guy in China did and it'll set me back probably about 50 a month
2: there's a there are ads when you're in the subway mm-hmm. station in China and, and it, it says, you know, the rhinoceros horn is the same as your fingernails. So you can probably have better success just eating, a, your, yeah. eating your fingernails <laughs> instead of yeah. Ling Qi because Ling Chi is rhinoceros horn. And a lot of people would have a problem with that. And, you know, a, a lot of it's, you know, a grain of salt. With what the Chinese eat, um, because they believe things have you know certain powers, and that's why yeah, yeah. they eat shark fins and rhinoceros horns. So um, be careful recommending people to eat rhinoceros horn.
3: Ah, ling shi. I <laughs> thought that I've seen that in uh, like uh, leaves. Uh, I mean, uh, just little plants.
2: Well, it depends on what characters. You are, but she is rhinoceros horn. I mean, depends on the Asian. Is it
0: possible that there may be like one letter off that makes it the rhinoceros horn versus the plant?
2: No, knowing what the the conversation is about and that this is about health. Yeah, I think it's the rhinoceros horn because the traditional Chinese believe so much about those things that certain animal parts had so much power. So I would be surprised if it's a plant and not the rhin- rhinoceros. Oh, no, but
0: is it possible that. that it could be both? Like Of, of,
2: of course it's possible, but my understanding of, mm-hmm. of the Chinese and what they eat that when he said ling shi that it's rhinoceros.
3: Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Well, that's something like I got to look into. If, wait,
4: but wait,
2: wait, if wait. that really is if that really wasn't a, a critical part of his uh diet just ground up your c- cut off cut off your fing when you chop your fingernails you know cut your fingernails save it let them dry and grind them up in a mortar and pestle and make a drink. I mean it's it's the same. The rhinoceros horn is the same uh, as the 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 fingernail.
0: Augie, can um, you spell it for me?
3: L i n g x i z H I. Lingzhu.
0: Oh, that's like a mushroom. Okay,
2: so you you said Lingxi, which would be X I. Z H I would be ju Oh, okay. See, I had, I had a feeling. I had a feeling there was th- something off there. That's yeah. That's a fungus. That's a magic fungus.
3: Okay. All right. Okay.
2: So yeah, I mean, and 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 that's why you know Nicole said, could it be the pronunciation? And yes, and especially the Chinese language, the pronunciation is. Everything. Okay, gene. so, so Augie is it's not so recommending
0: expensive. that you go and eat rhinoceros horn. He's recommending <laughs> that you... But, not, but
2: now you know, it's, it's
3: Lingzhu. <laughs> and if you do, the, would you the, let the, me know the, what it tastes like? <laughs> the
2: Z-H is like a J sound. Uh,
3: okay. Do you speak Mandarin? A little. Okay, good.
0: Okay, cool. So um, this Lingzhu and Astragalus are the two... Oh, oh two most potent things
3: there is actually a a medical group in california uh uh, the ucla i think they uh, did some experiments with extragalus and they found that uh, they compared it to the ta65 and uh, i have a book on the shelf here saying that um, there is no real difference between ta65 and extragalus in reversing the uh, the um the shortening of the telomeres.
0: No, just the shortening of your wallet.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> so I was I was um, given astragalus when I was 20 um, by my naturopath. And oh. um, so I started taking that. I, I stopped, which I'm actually going to be now taking it every day. Um, but yeah, like she gave that to me as something to combat stress and to help remove the 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 effects of stress on my body.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's supposed to do that. That's that's true.
0: So that makes total sense to me. Mhm.
2: So that's I funny. just looked up lingzhi and just just for the listeners or anybody else if you're looking for the the, the mushroom or the fungus, it's called glossy ganoderma um, or reishi mushroom.
4: Mhm.
2: Okay. So that that's probably easily found on the www.
0: Um, Augie, you have a site though that you um, people
3: can yeah, go to. Yeah, and uh, in fact, uh, I have a blog on there that I explain a little more about what we talked about. If you go to the website, uh, and then you can uh, yeah, the, the website is www dot dash n o s t com. So it's my www.myfirstname-mylastname.com. And if you go into Blogs of Mystery, you can scroll down, go down to the bottom and look, uh, click on Overview and scroll down to December 23, 2015. And you will find a a couple of pages worth of blog there explaining some of the stuff that I am doing. And beyond that, that I go into quite much of it in the book uh, on that one. That is also, I uh, teach a lot of stuff in that book that uh, could be good to know.
0: I'm going to actually leave a link for all the listeners in the show notes to that because it is a bit difficult to find. I found it, but it's sometimes... It's a little hard on the site to see it. So, I'll leave a direct link in our show notes for people to go there. And then if they do choose to purchase some of these things, if they use your link, they can get a discount, correct?
3: Yeah, the book is uh, now uh, actually what I uh, would probably better off doing go to Amazon to get the book. And uh, that's it's on sale right now on Amazon.
4: Okay, I'll But leave it. you get a discount off the herbs?
3: Oh, right. no, the, the herbs, you can have a discount uh, if you go to the s- same place where I get it. I researched a lot of these companies. I found this big, uh, there's a huge company, and that's why they are able to lower the prices as they do. And uh, it seems to, uh, well, it's the best one I have found. And um, I get a discount when I go there because I've been buying so much. So you can use my discount and you get a 10% uh, my uh, code and it's on the website too. You, you can read it in the article at the bottom there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll leave for all of our listeners. I'll leave all that information in the show notes for them all for the book, for the website link, all of that great stuff.
3: And, now, and for those that don't have the internet and it's just happened to be listening on somebody else's computer right now, the discount code is a the capital A, six six, NP.
0: Perfect, thank you.
2: We'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah.
0: So, Michael, you're like the death expert, anti-aging man. What what do you got to say about all this?
1: Well, creams, everything. No, actually everything he said, especially about the telomeres, which I've been studying and it's so funny. I teach when I teach these classes, I go, if we can find a way to stop shortening our telomeres, we can live like aging is a disease. And I looked I always looked at aging as a disease for like the last especially the last ten years. This is why I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't talk about how old I am. I don't care. I don't care about how many times on a calendar I went around. And, and, um, and we were talking about this in past podcasts about how, like Nikki and I kind of believe like you, you really don't need to just sit there and count how old you are because really it's kind of like subliminally telling you you're closer to, to the idea of death. So it's so well, funny. You're, ex-
3: how... you're exactly right. Because the CD, uh, the CD, the center for disease control, they have come up with a new disease, I think as of last year, and it's called aging.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so literally, like, like literally, this afternoon I had the same like <laughs> a very close conversation to this, and I go, I really wish it would be kind of a cool world if we just never had an ID that said how old we were. We were just walking around, and we never kept kept count. Like you, you don't sit there, and the second question that comes out of your mouth is like, oh, how old are you? And it would be kind of like a fun like thought experiment if this world was like that. But um, telomeres, another fascinating story that really got me on telomeres a long time ago was how lobsters don't die from aging. And lobsters don't die from aging. And so the scientists, like they, when they studied it, they found out one simple thing. Their telomeres never shortened. The only reason lobsters die is because of the... Com- they stop eventually molting their shell, so the compression of the shell and their body usually kills them or predatories. Mm. And that's why every once in a while you'll see a lobster getting pulled up from the ocean that's like 200 years old and stuff. Um, so it's fascinating if this, if animals and organisms can find a way to pretty much beat the disease of aging. I, I gotta imagine we can find the way too. And you're right too when you look at the 2009. Nobel Peace Prize. They just said they quote unquote, quote unquote said like an unknown enzyme can stop it. And They conveniently left it out. Yeah. But doing research, they you know people call call this enzyme uh, and maybe agi or Aggie, um, Have you heard of tam eight one eight or tam eight uh, one eight?
3: No. So, that's,
1: so they think this is the enzyme that that. Can stop the telomeres from shortening. So I'm okay.
3: Yes, okay. Yeah. I am
1: absolutely fascinated and geek out on this kind of stuff. So I I think I was quiet today because I was just really absorbing it all and, and I love this stuff.
3: The the telomere the uh, telomere shortening enzyme that they talk about in the papers is uh, telomerase.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that that shortens yeah. it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And the uh, the the other thing is that. Uh, let me see, what did I, ha- I had a note here so, I was going
1: to, to re-lengthen. it's like we we make something in our body that starts shortening telomeres or, or stops our, our enzyme activity that keeps our telomeres long. It's kind of interesting. So if anybody in the audience really wants to nerd out on this subject, it's quite fascinating at least. So mm-hmm. there's plenty of stuff to look at.
0: Wow, this has been like such an interesting conversation on so many levels because – Talking about the mind and how we really don't know how to properly use it as a tool because we think it's the mind and the brain are one in um, the same and they're not, mm. you know, and and how I'm just, I, I got to tell you, Brian, like I almost had tears today when you told me that you got a text. Um, <laughs>
4: I, I was crying. She was. If, if you couldn't tell, I was right? sitting tears. here crying, so...
0: Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. that's, that moves me. And because when we talked about this last week, you know, it wasn't about getting the text to me, that would have been like the, the whole, like a most amazing thing that could happen. And I was just excited that you were going to have an experience of this just in whatever way that was going to come. And when you told me that you were just feeling all that joy and the smile and you know, that, that in itself I thought was amazing so i the right. when you came out with the whole text i was oh my gosh like honestly just my heart opened up i and it just goes to show you it surprised that surprised
2: the hell out of me too
0: yeah like we have an ability to affect our reality and if we put as much attention and focus into it in the way we do in other areas of our life like augie said planning our vacations what is yeah. it that we are so capable of doing for ourselves? I think it's limitless.
2: I'm going to go out on a limb and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I would guess that that Michael didn't put positive energy f- to find lady love, but he is going to tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, me?
2: Yes. You're you, Michael. You were challenged Lady Love? as well last week. are you talking about? Week. You were challenged last week as well, and I was just guessing you were probably like, eh, I'm not going to do it, and then you hear it, what it, I just it, said, and you're it, like, I'm going to put my energy out there now.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I forgot. Maybe that's why.
3: Hey, I, th- I think there's hope for you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you, Augie. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: We're, we're kind this of was, like... We're, we're, like, going to put a whole thing out there. Uh, to all the women or men who have someone in their life who's a total skeptic and you want to make them believe, like, just bring them on our show. Let them come on our show for a few weeks.
4: And- yeah, because, well, we do have it out there that we'd like to have a show, you know, with some random people who would like to ask some questions. So, you know, we better if it's a skeptic. So if you're a skeptic, bring
3: it on. Yeah. Well, actually it creates a more interesting atmosphere because skeptics, God love them, because they bring up stuff that we haven't thought of before. And I got thrown things at me tonight that I just said, wait a minute, he's on to something. And it opens up our mind. I'm learning something and I love it. You know, and yeah. I, I, I'm going to make a a plug for
4: Nicole's video that she put out today about about friends and just... The fact that, you know, we can, whether you're friends or not friends, but just that people can have a different opinion of you or what you have and we can still get along and it makes for a more interesting conversation. So, oh, yeah. you know, instead of shutting your friend down because they don't believe the thing that you believe, it's a lot more interesting to say, tell me why you think that, you know, and just have a open, honest respectful non-judgmental conversation about it like we do here on the show it's you know we we all get along just fine and we obviously have different views on things
0: Mm -hmm. and we're constantly learning from one another you know like there's it's like augie said like when brian or michael ask certain questions or questions i would never even think to ask but then i'm like oh that's an interesting way of looking at it or i didn't think about it that way and it just helps my mind expand and look at other possibilities. And I think that's what, I think that's what it's really all about is as long as we keep expanding our minds, then we're going to be allowing so many more possibilities into our reality.
3: Yes. you know the thing about it is that we should engage, okay, here's another two minutes. Um, You should engage the mastermind principle like we have done today. Can you imagine, with everybody got together and talked like we did, what would happen? holy moly, we would accelerate our growth and the creation and we would do all kinds of wonderful things. And this mastermind principle is based on the concept that when two or more minds are united in harmony, they create a third mind that has the potential mind power of the two or more of them multiplied by each other. Hmm. So we are four people here, I think.
2: Five. Five. That means that
3: we... (laughs) Five people. We have the mind power of 20 people right now to create and come up with new ideas and concepts.
2: That's fascinating.
3: Yeah. This is what families should do. Communities should do. The country together should do it. Mankind as a whole should do this if they had a common forum. That's what I'm trying to do on the Universal Consciousness show that I'm doing every week. And we try to... Get the minds together so we can create good things for the future.
0: Yeah. And I I think if if,
4: anything, go ahead, Nicole.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, and this is why, you know, we like to try to stay away from certain media sources that are constantly pushing. Uh, and perpetuating a separation of labeling people into groups and that this group is bad versus that group. It's like, what if the groups all came together and started talking to everyone and listening to one another and had their own conversation? This is exactly why people are being pitted against each other because they don't want this very thing that just happened on the show to happen with those groups of people.
3: Yeah. And, you know, if you keep watching CNN, you're going to have a hard time. You know what CNN stand for, right?
0: Yeah, crap news network.
3: Well, <laughs> no, no, certainly not news, you know, it's there's stuff news, there. Like yeah. <laughs> there's stuff there that is meant to mislead us and we don't know what it is.
4: Yeah, you're better off just not watching it all. Yeah,
2: you're better off going to YouTube where there's nothing misleading there.
3: <laughs> you know yeah. what, Brian?
2: I'll tell but you I, this.
0: I, I'll tell you this, Brian. There are people who have are incredible independent content creators on there who are not being paid by a corporate agenda and are simply out there just speaking from an independent mind point of view. And I would much rather listen to someone who's just speaking freely and putting out mind-provoking information without an agenda to um to make money you know like where you know you listen to these mainstream news sites and there is such propaganda coming out left right and center and they're controlled by these massive global elites who own everything and and control control the amount of information that you can receive and i don't like having the information told to me what i should be learning and what i shouldn't be learning so what i like about youtube is that i can go on there and i can pick and choose what i want to learn and i discern for myself what feels right and what doesn't i don't let someone else tell me what's right and what's not
4: and totally you have a, There's a much broader perspective there too. You can see all sorts of different points of view, and you can decide for yourself after watching all these different things that maybe what the right. truth is. The problem that I have with it
2: is it's not fact checked or who's who's oh, checking. Oh no, the no no no! Okay. Some
4: of it is. I, no, I, I'm I'm not I,
2: I'm not saying that about the. I don't watch the news, so I'm not saying go out and watch the news. I'm also putting the same thing on YouTube. Who no. is checking the veracity of what people are saying? They, you can say anything on the internet. They might be saying thought-provoking things, but it doesn't mean it's true. No, you no, okay, 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 here's the
0: thing, here's the thing. It is time for people to stop putting their trust in. Into fat, other people fat checking for them. People should be doing their own fat checking. But that's
2: my point. Are you fact checking with people? Yeah, because the people. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. Because these people that I'm watching are backing everything they are saying up with facts. So that's why I choose people who are actually basing their knowledge and their information on facts. Totally
2: Mm -hmm. agree.
0: Okay, so like that's how I and that's how I and I get to discern that. Right. That's how I choose to take my information in. I'm not going to listen. Sure. There are tons of like content creators out there who are very misleading and are pushing, you know, a narrative that suits what they believe. And they're totally able to do that. And that's within their right, because I don't believe in censorship. I totally believe that people should be able to say what they want. It's up to us to discern what is right and what is true for us and learn those skills so that no one can trick us, no one can deceive us.
4: I think that's really important what you just yeah. said, that yeah. we need to learn those skills. We shouldn't put all our faith and trust in, you know, the government or this news network that they're just, you know, oh, they would never deceive deceive us. So I just have to go there to get my information. I think that we have to learn to look through maybe a plethora of information and discern for ourselves what feels right for us. And I think that's a skill that we haven't been taught. We've been taught just trust this source and, you know, you're going to get the right information and look where that's led us. Yeah. Yep. Down a dark path. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: um, so I mean, okay, so this has got, this is like almost two hours long, this episode already. like great, great show. Yeah, it's, it's, I know. Like, uh, I'm just, this is why we said at the beginning of the show, you know what? If it goes long, it goes long, because I'm not going to stop great information from coming out. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, um, get some more ice cubes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it was fun.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Augie. So. Um, I'm gonna leave links for everyone down below to everything that we talked about today so it's a little bit easier and of course to our audience um, you know do your own fact-checking and fact-check everything that we've talked about today because the information is out there and Augie thank you so much for being such an incredible guest Uh, maybe we can have you on again in the near future because it just seems like
3: you, you just call
0: yeah, this conversation yeah, has great. not ended, I think. I think there's so much let me, to... let me
2: know if you wanna go to go to China, I'll take you
3: <laughs> I've been there once. Oh great. Two weeks long. Well, kind, kind of two only to Hong Kong. <laughs> uh doesn't count. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs>
0: all right well you know what i think um i know michael has already ordered half the stuff that you uh mentioned on the on this (laughs) podcast so we're gonna try some of this stuff and uh i'll see how it goes i'm up for trying anything so um yep all right well thank you so much Augie. uh it's been such a pleasure and uh we will have you back on again soon okay then okay everyone let
3: me know and Send me a link when you have it.
0: I will. Thank you, Argi. to our um, listeners at Enlighten Up, please, um, uh, if you would like to be on our show in the upcoming future, uh, please send in your application to our email, info at enlightenup.us. Just uh, give us your name, uh, what questions you'd like to ask us, and why you'd like to be on the show because we'd love to bring in some of the audience members. We love to keep the conversation real, and we love to have some of you on here with us. So we're going to be doing that. And um, please share this episode with so many people, because we would love to encourage more people who have diverse ideas and don't think the same way to come together and have a very open conversation, because I think it will change this world if we can all communicate. So thanks again, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you again next week. Bye.